you from, Joseph? South Shields. Ethel. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we're going to translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. You're welcome indeed. Hi, babes. Hi, babes. Episode two. Can you believe we've made it this far? I know. We should say who we are. <laughs> My name is Ben. Who are and you? I'm Fraser. Hi. Uh, yeah. To the to the listener, it might not seem like a long time between episodes, but for us, it's been <laughs> been a while. Look, <laughs> we've had a little breather and a break. We just want to we want to get this right for yeah, America. Exactly. We have our own lives as well. Yeah. What's uh, What's going on? What have you been up to? Tell me some stories. I mean, all sorts. You obviously know we had my birthday the other week. We had a tie dye party. Yeah. Tie dyed a lot of things. It, my hair is blue. I sort of. There have been moments this week at work where I've seen myself in the mirror in the bathroom. And I'm like, and I'm I'm kind of like, I look insane. <laughs> but I'm not mad at it. No, I mean you're sporting a a choice headband right now as well. Yeah. With a Britney Onyx Hotel Tour uh, tank top. Mm-hmm. Why was uh, it? Translation vest. vest? <laughs> and why was it called the Onyx Hotel Tour? Well, the Onyx is her favorite stone. Yeah. Was it her birthstone? I, I mean, who knows? She doesn't. <laughs> What's yours? My birthstone? Yeah. I don't know. Do you not know? I think, I think mine's pearl, which I really hate. I'm just now imagining you like with like pearl earrings and like a little... <laughs> I don't know, just wearing lots of pearls. Yeah, I mean, I think it would look good on me. Um, can I tell you something else that happened this week that was really fucking annoying is I lost one Apple EarPod. One. <laughs> I, threw, I threw it in the bin. Translation, trash at work. <laughs> that is really annoying. And there was that moment where it was like the only place it could have been was like in the, in the trash, in the kitchen at work. And I was like, I could dig for this. Or... <laughs> I could not. <laughs> and I chose not to. That's an expensive choice you made there. It is. Just <laughs> FYI, fans and listeners out there, you can order one Apple EarPod. Um, by you itself. can? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. $70, but... Jesus Christ. I know. Translation, don't know. Yeah. Stop touching me. I can oh, feel sorry. your foot under the table. <laughs> <laughs> but my little flip-flop. We should yeah. say we've just been for a lovely Sunday swim, haven't we? <laughs> we have. It was very pleasant. It was like a little kind of... Like, like a Lido, which they don't say here. Oh, no. Yeah, so community like community pool, community pool. Yeah, I think in the UK the right, they call the it right term. Uh, what's going on with you? Uh, so what have I? I've got a couple of things that I was thinking I was going to tell you about. Um, oh yes, um, the other day I was getting a lift uh, back home. So you know, uh, not an Uber. The other thing, lift. Um, right, when we say lift, we mean L Y F T. L Y F T. Um, and I got in the lift and I instantly clocked that my driver was insane. She was this very pretty, like very attractive, like blonde woman. Um, but I could just, I felt her vibe straight away. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she's crazy. She said to me, she went, oh, what kind of music do you like? And I was like, oh, she's asking me because she's going to put on some music for me. Yeah. I said, oh, I just like general pop music. And she went, oh, you don't like soul music? And I was like, <laughs> oh, here we go. <gasps> I'm about to hear about something about soul music. Wait, was she referring to your appearance? <laughs> no, 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 no. When you hear the rest of the story, you'll know okay. she was just diverting us down a certain path. Okay, I'm no- I was nervous. Then. No, no, no. She went, oh, you don't like soul music? I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe. Um, she then said, I'm a soul singer. Oh, and I was God. like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Had a very light surface level conversation about it where I mentioned Joss Stone as my only point of reference. (laughs) Bare feet. Uh, Then she said these words to me. Can I sing for you? Can I sing for you? I mean, what did you say? There's only one answer. I said, 
course you can. <laughs> she then proceeded to, on her phone to put on an instrumental, a live instrumental track of... Oh, by the way, this is an original song. So she didn't even sing a cover at me. She sang an original song to me. I think Unacceptable. If you're going to do it, I mean, you know. And then... Do you know what? It was perfectly pleasant. And actually, once I got over how mortified I was for her and me, I actually kind of had fun. The only part that was really bad was when she reached kind of a real scabbity bab bab badoo bit like ending. And we were on the freeway. And at some point she was closing her eyes and like, (laughs) and I was like, listen, I'm enjoying this performance, but I do need to have one eye on the road at some point. She was literally like, scabbity bab bab badoo bab boo. Pile up. <laughs> like she died doing what she loved. That, I mean, that that is a, a lift journey that could have been a nightmare. But actually, yeah, it does sound yeah. actually quite nice. She, she wasn't so bad that it was like cringing. And she was, it was just very pleasant because it was like a very like light jazzy soul song. It wasn't like she had, you know, sang opera at me, which would have been awful. That is definitely also a car journey that could only happen in LA, you know? Like that that car journey could never happen in the UK. No, no one would ever say, "Can I sing for you?" Basically, in a car. she she essentially said, "Can I audition for you?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also uh, had some other. What was the other thing I want? Oh yes. So, as you know, you and I both know, but the world doesn't know yet that we're both doing CrossFit. <gasps> we are CrossFit gays. We have we have finally given in and become the, the most gay LA cliches that we can by doing CrossFit. Not at the same place, at two different places. And I had a story to tell you about just someone in my CrossFit class. I won't use any names. Uh, I, I was about to use a pseudonym and his name is so much like a pseudonym that I couldn't use a pseudonym. Let's just say his name's Jake. So I was in my CrossFit class, me and another guy were partnering up to mm-hmm. do a weights thing. Uh, so we had like heavy weights on the bar, like um, uh, bench pressing. And let's say Jake came up to us and he was like, oh, I don't have a partner. Can I, can I sub in with you guys as a three? We were like, yeah, of course. He asked what weight we were using and we told him and he said, actually, I'm going to have to use a lighter weight. Um, I can't have my chest getting any bigger. I'm a fitness model. And if my dimensions of my chest chest change by like an inch or half an inch, then I won't get paid. And then he just walked off and me and this guy (laughs) looked at each other. And we were like, you know, we're not like in fantastic shape that took me and this other guy. We both just looked at each other and we were like, wow. (laughs) Wow. We were like, imagine having a body so perfect that exercising even more and making it more perfect loses you your job and your money. It was, I was like, good for him. He's, he's honestly one of the most beautiful, sweet dum-dums I've ever seen. Oh. I saw him the other day hanging upside down in those upside down, like gravity boot things after the class. And he just looked so happy. And mm-hmm. I just thought, imagine what life is like when you're just so like gay and beautiful and like simple. Just like, you never have to develop a personality. You don't have to be funny. People want to like have sex with you anyway. It must be, it must be nice. I, yeah. I wonder if they worry about things like the news and, you know, just. I don't think so i mean well no he's actually he's busy worrying about his chest getting bigger yeah well (laughs) don't don't put anything else on him have you you um i have a question have you seen any famous people i feel like you said you were going to tell me you'd seen someone and now you're going to make a guess i should say we are going to get into it in a little bit in the sense that this podcast is all about translating american pop culture for britain and vice versa and each episode we are going to cover two topics but before we get into it we're just wrapping up our lives as two (laughs) as two Brit LA gays. Yes. So the other day I was in a coffee shop uh, getting a cold brew. Of course I was, because uh, that's all we drink here. It's pretty much the water in LA. Classic. And um, there was a celebrity sitting there. Ask me some questions. Guess okay. who it could be? Um, it's someone you will definitely know who they are. They're American. Yes. Um, are they male, 
Male. Yes. <laughs> uh, are they in music? No. Uh, film? Uh, yes. Film and TV? Yes. Okay. He- uh, emphasis on the latter. Okay, TV. Okay. Um, are they straight? Yes. Ooh, okay. Uh, ooh, are they white? Yes. <laughs> Very. Uh, okay, so now I need, I need a man who's <laughs> straight <laughs> and white and is in TV. Hmm. Uh, okay, um, are they on TV at the moment? Is there, are they on a show that's currently airing? I, I'm not sure. They have been recently. But what I would say is the TV they're known for was very big in the late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, okay. Are they good looking? Yeah. But that's not what they're known for. Oh. Let's just say this TV show would be a staple on like a Saturday or Sunday morning if you're watching T4 or one of those kind of shows. T4 was like a sort of like teen show in the UK. Oh, um, oh God. Oh, someone from the OC? No, but a similar show. Uh, do you know what? I give up. Okay. Dawson's Creek. Oh my God. Oh my God. You saw Joshua Jackson? Nope. Oh, you saw James Vanderbeek? Sure did. Oh. So, oh my God. How did I forget Dawson's Creek? Went, to, went into a coffee shop and he's sitting there and I looked over and he looked at me and I looked away and I was like, I think I know that. I think I know that guy who's aging and is too old to be wearing what he is wearing yeah was he wearing a leather jacket he wasn't he was wearing like a very faded denim jacket and right. look he's he's an attractive man and he looks great but it did make me think oh i i wonder if that man's going for an audition where he's auditioning to play someone younger right i see you know he looks better now than he did when he was in dawson's creek though yeah he looks, he great. looks a lot better as a sexy like 40 something I think it must be early 40s. Early 40s. He also has that kind of like, I think it's that thing of if he had never been an actor in LA, he would never be wearing the outfit he was wearing yeah. that day. Did you, have I ever told you about the time we saw Joshua Jackson at Coachella? Speaking of Dawson's Creek, um, my friend Charlie, Dawson's Creek was her absolute all time everything. And we went to Coachella a few years ago together and we were at the bar and <laughs> I just looked, we, me and her were just talking. We looked up and Joshua Jackson was standing next to us at the bar. And he turned to us and he just went, he just was like, oh, hi. Like, because we were staring at him. And Charlie, I've never seen anyone do anything like this. She just, Charlie went like completely white. And she just turned on her heel and just walked away from him and then started crying. <laughs> <laughs> and we always, whenever we talk about him, we always bring up the time that she saw him. She saw Pacey at Coachella and started crying. Shall right. we get on with Shall it? <laughs> we get into it? This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. We are translating American pop culture for Britain and British pop culture for America. You're welcome. Okay, every episode (laughs) we tackle two topics. I am up first. My topic this week is distinctly American. It is Margaritaville. Oh. Uh, (laughs) As we're saying that, my front door is slowly creeping open in the wind. And that is the ghost of someone who is still alive, it is Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Nibbling on sponge cake, watching the sun bake. So, okay. for everyone out there, we need to break <laughs> this down because this is a big deal. So, Margaritaville is a song by the artist Jimmy Buffett. Yes. Buffett, knew, not buffet. Not buffet. I knew, I knew that. I know, I know the word Margaritaville. I know Jimmy Buffett, and I know one more thing, which we'll get to when I think you get to it. But I will scream that I knew that already. Okay. 
Margaritaville is a 19... I'm, I'm on Wikipedia. Perfect. Is a 1977 song, okay? Yeah. Now, here's what's interesting about it, is that it reached number eight on the Billboard Hot 100. Fine, you know. It went to number one on the easy listening chart. Oh. Um, but, but it's not as if, like... place. <laughs> yeah, but it's not as if it's, like, the... You know, it wasn't huge. Yeah. You know, but over time, it has become a whole world and life of its own. But before we get to the bigger kind of ramifications of the song, <laughs> let's look at the song. It's a lovely, easy listening song. Now, the lyrics to the song, I'm just going to read you the description. So okay. the song is about a man spending an entire season at a beach resort community. The three verses describe his day-to-day activities. Fine. That sounds lovely. Yeah. Okay. In the first verse, he passes his time playing guitar on his front porch and watching tourists sunbathe. All the while mm. eating sponge cake and waiting for a pot of shrimp to boil. Okay. Mm. Like, I, I understand most of that, but I'm, there are some questions coming up. The second verse, uh-huh. all he has to show for his time is a tattoo of a woman, but he cannot remember how he got it. What? What is going on? And then in the third and final verse, he has punctured one of his flip-flops and cut his heel by stepping on a pop-top, the pool tab from an old-style soda can, forcing him to return home and ease his pain with a fresh batch of margaritas. Okay. What is going on? My first question is, why would you, when you're waiting for essentially your savoury main course to cook, would you eat a sponge cake? Is that something different in America? In my head, he's eating an entire Victoria sponge cake and then a pot of shrimps, which are prawns. Maybe he's maybe he's really hungry <laughs> and he can't wait for his main course. He's like, I'm just going to dessert. And all he's got is a sponge cake in the house already. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but when I've been drinking margaritas, oh, I just, you know, I want a sponge cake. <laughs> Much like that dry muffin that I forced you to eat some of before we started recording. You're really drying your mouth out with sponge cake. Exactly like that. So okay. the whole song is essentially about being drunk. Yeah. Okay. Fine, got it, great, lovely. Um, but over time, this song has taken on a life of its own. Right. It has become like a symbol of drinking and also a lifestyle. So this song is a very big deal for many reasons. When I was on YouTube, I was, you know, I found the song on YouTube as it was there. And I thought, oh, I'll just have a look at some of the comments underneath. Right. You know, here are some of the comments. I graduate from college today, and this was my grandma's favorite song. Currently blaring it, R.I.P. Grandma, wish you were here. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm assuming she died in a margarita drunk driving incident. (laughs) She drowned in one. Something like that. (laughs) Like, the next one is, my father's favorite song, R.I.P. Dad, love you. Okay. I mean, it's insane. So everyone that's like, this song is dead. I I think so. Another one. I just lost my job of 10 years. Time for a drink. (laughs) Dark. Oh no, that's really dark. Um, Yeah. So it means, this song means um, a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. Also on the Wikipedia page, um, as I said, Margaritaville is, it's not just a song, it's become a lifestyle. And there's lots of merch that you can get. I am going to read (laughs) out a list of Margaritaville merchandise. And you have to guess if it's real or fake. If it's real, you say Margarita. If it's fake, you say Margaronga. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Margaritaville tequila. Is that Margarita or Margaronga? Margarita. Correct. Margaritaville outdoor and beach furniture. Is that Margarita or is that Margaronga? Uh, Margarita. Correct. Margaritaville key lime pie filling mix. Is that Margarita or Margaronga? Margaronga. It's, it's Margarita. Ugh. Key lime pie filling mix. I love that. Just, just the filling mix. <laughs> 
So that's like lime flavored, margarita lime flavored pie mix. Yeah. Margaritaville key lime toothpaste. Is that margarita or margaronga? Margaronga. Correct. <laughs> it's not, it is not a thing. Margaritaville chicken wings. Margarita or margaronga? Margaronga. Margarita. <laughs> Margaritaville frozen seafood. Margarita or margaronga? Oh, margaronga. Margarita, it exists. And then my final one for you, Margaritaville planned community housing estate. Is that Margarita Margaronga? Please tell me it's Margarita. Well, I initially wrote that as a joke. And then I went to research it and it turns out it exists. So it's Margarita. But we'll come back to that. So Where was that? Margaritaville, okay, it's the song, it's a culture, it's a lifestyle. There's all this merch. And then what they did is they expanded and they now have Margaritaville um, resorts. There's like one in Hollywood, Florida. There's one in Kissimmee, Florida. Hollywood, Florida. Yeah. Oh. oh there's a place called Hollywood, <laughs> the other Florida. Hollywood. There's a place in Tennessee. I mean, there's maybe like, I'm looking at 25 different resorts here. Just so you know, Margaritaville Resort, New York, coming soon. <laughs> You want that? Where in New York? I, I'm, I'm hoping in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah, Times Square. <laughs> oh, totally. In the middle of Times Square. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a very big deal. Um, there are also Margaritaville um, cafes and bars. Yes, there's one in Vegas, isn't there? There sure fucking we, is. We, went, did we, we didn't go to it, but we definitely went into it because I remember us laughing at the merchandise in there. I think we maybe bought a t-shirt for someone. For, yeah. for Matt, maybe. Yeah, that sounds about right. But what's very interesting is it feels like this whole culture and world and lifestyle is it's sort of tiki adjacent, but it's not tiki. Yeah. Also, what is as in lifestyle just means you drink loads of margaritas. I think so. So does that technically mean I love margaritas? Does that mean I'm a member of a, a member of the Society of Margaritaville? Well, it's funny you should ask that. Guess what the name of a Jimmy Buffett fan is. Well, this is I do know the answer. This is the thing. I, this is the thing that I do know the answer to, and. You know, it's because I love America and I consume a lot of American content. Mm -hmm. So I think I've heard, are they called parrot heads? Correct. <laughs> um, what do you think, though, um, uh, uh, a younger fan of Jimmy Buffett is called, though? Oh, like a parakeet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how insane is that? Also, are there younger yeah, fans? Yeah, how old do you have to qualify to be a younger, by the sounds of it, under 60. Not dead. Yeah. <laughs> We're now just a generation of parakeets. <laughs> so what I started doing was like, I thought, oh, I wonder if there are any kind of like fun commercials or adverts, adverts or whatever uh, for like the, the resorts. But then I came across in uh, Daytona Beach in Florida in November 2017, they basically launched. I'm not entirely sure what it is. I'm just going to read the description of this video. Latitude Margaritaville Daytona Beach welcomed hundreds of committed buyers to mark the first official home sales at the highly anticipated 55 and better active adult community. So I think it's like a retirement resort. Okay. So it's okay. a retirement community where you're encouraged to be as drunk as possible. I think so. And is there like a central, like, it's that, is there like... What's at the core of Margaritaville? Is there like a bar in the middle of the resident, like the <laughs> retirement community that plays that song on a loop i'm i i'm not sure i'm sure there's sort of organized events i do know that some of the resorts um outside uh, like the kind of the front door of the resort is a giant statue of a flip-flop i don't know if you want to just look at that there oh that's stunning so i like to think you know at certain hours of the day at the the, the retirement community it's like you know 10 a.m meet the flip-flop for a walk you know it's, it's kind of like <laughs> if you lose someone or it's like a meeting point how have sandals not sued them for that logo <laughs> 
It's very true. Sandals need to get some big sandals in front of them resort. <laughs> like two. <laughs> yeah, two sandals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sandals, plural. Wait, do sandals resorts exist in the US? I thought they were in the US. Oh, they're all in the Seychelles, right? The Bahamas. All I know is that you're not allowed to go on them if you're a gay couple. No. Or a lesbian couple. Hang on a minute. Oh, you you're, are. You I, I, oh. The honeymoon packages. That was a whole thing. Yeah, sandals was resorts. Like a thing. I don't know. So anyway, so yeah, we'll find out. I feel like Sandals is a whole other episode. Yeah, let's. So Margaritaville is just this whole bizarre world. In fact, should I play something from the, maybe let's just play that video of the sales grand opening because there's a few oh, yes, like please. sound bites. I've only watched a couple of minutes of it, but there are a few sound bites that might we might enjoy. I'm just going to pause it there. I'm going to say so many words to describe something that I don't quite know what it is. Yeah, and I don't know what these people are doing on this touch screen. Okay, there's a, a couple of old people <laughs> just looking at a touch screen and they're they're touching and picking something. I think they're picking floor plans. Let's okay. continue. So a lot to say, but there's oh, a lot they going are. on here. Because yesterday, 24 hours ago, people started getting ready to line up for the grand opening that happens 9 a.m. today. Because it was like a tailgate. We actually brought in coffee and some pizzas. Some people brought their own cocktails, you know, as people do at a real tailgate. It was like an overnight slumber party to get ready for the big day for people to have the opportunity to select the lot they wanted and the home they wanted at Margaritaville and Minto's teaming up facility <laughs> here in Daytona Beach, Florida. Here's that footage. How you think <gasps> the first people in mind, how that all came about, and that you're going to be Margaritaville's first family? Well, we arrived at uh, 8.20 yesterday morning, which would have been Sunday morning, right? Yeah, Sunday morning. <laughs> And been camped out here ever since. And we were fully prepared to camp out for a few days. Well, we got off a cruise ship in Miami at 7 a.m. I mean, that's all you need to know. That woman's hair was spectacular. So basically, it's just lots of old people with like helmet hair who I, I don't know camped out super early. And also, I don't I don't feel comfortable with old people like camping out overnight. Isn't it strange as well? Because it's like the the old people we're looking at now are different. That's different from old people from when we're younger. That's not like grand, old old grannies and grandmas that we used to from like our growing up where they're all like these wizened old crones and like mm-hmm. wizened old... These are like kind of... Everyone looks kind of weirdly young, but they are old. And oh, I don't know. There's something very chilling about it. Well, it's like 55 and up. Yeah. So I, what a strange... Was Jimmy Buffett there? I don't think so. It feels, it feels that he doesn't seem to appear or have much of a... A, a presence in any of this it just seems to be his ethos that's carried on well i just i also want to see how much he's worth you know and i just want to double check he's still alive because i really know nothing uh yep he is still alive i can confirm that um uh parrot heads don't you worry he <laughs> is 72 and i'm just gonna google his net worth guess his worth um how much is that man made from margaritas and that broken flip-flop um 10 million 550 million dollars <laughs> so there's one other thing i want to like get to with this is that um they mentioned in that retirement community that um you know people were camping out and uh you know brought their own drinks and were you know tailgating this is something else do you know what tailgating is so as far as i'm aware in the uk it means driving too close to someone <laughs> yeah and in this country it's a weird thing that people do at sports games Right? They all go and park in the car park, translation parking lot, and then drink drinks out of the back of their car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. And like eat, like make, like have a barbecue and eat burgers and then go in and watch a 
It's basically just you sit, people sitting at the back of their cars, eating and drinking, and then watching sport. But part of the Parrothead community, it is, <laughs> it's very strong. So basically, outside a Jimmy Buffett concert, everyone tailgates. So they turn the back of their cars into like tropical little lands and serve margaritas. Into mini margaritavilles, if you will. I think so. What I've, <laughs> I, I was like speaking to Jesse about this yesterday. What I don't understand about tailgating in the US is like, you're basically encouraging people to drink drive. Yes, absolutely. It's like, it's so weird. And also, you know my feelings about needing the toilet and needing a wee in different places. How are you going to drink all that in some parking lot? Where are you going to go to the toilet? I need facilities. I think you're just going to like pee on someone's tire. <laughs> Unless someone has, or just like every kind of 10th car is the toilet car. Oh. So everyone, <laughs> the unlucky person at that tailgate is like, well, fine, I'll be the toilet car. And it's kind of like, the thing is about being the toilet car is like, it's not that much fun, but it's actually really easy to organize because yeah. you don't have to bring in sand and marks. So it's actually fine. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that is, I mean, that is Margaritaville. What a strange and baffling so world. what is the UK equivalent of Margaritaville? Um, well, I've been thinking about <laughs> this and I'm going to give you a little clue to see, okay. uh, what it is. Can to I just s- tell you what, what went through my head and it doesn't make any sense, but I just want to say it to you. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not a UK song, it was very popular in the UK. It's, to me, it's as confounding, it's as confounding as if Last Ketchup of the Ketchup song became a lifestyle totally and we all became like ketchup heads and we all ate ketchup and then there was the last ketchup restaurants and everything was about ketchup totally and then everyone would play that song and then we'd all go to the ketchupville retirement community where you'd eat loads of ketchup which i actually the more i think about it it's the same level of acidity as drinking that many margaritas (laughs) i'm getting like a burning feeling in my chest thinking about it (laughs) anyway essentially if the last ketchup ladies (laughs) had learned to monetize the song properly (laughs) I love that song. It's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just can't, I just can't get over it that the that like this has all come from a song that was never even much of a hit. No, that's what I mean. I feel like the ketchup song probably got to like number eight. It's, it's as weird as that. Yeah. I, I always just think as well that if I were a pop star, I would just release very specific songs, either relating to like an object or a holiday yes. or so basically it can become much bigger than the song. You can profit off it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would like in the same way that Katy Perry's fireworks has kind of become like a 4th of July song mm-hmm. or party in the USA has. I would come up with a Halloween song for sure. Yeah. So every Halloween you've got a gig. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like a holiday song, a summer solstice song. Uh-huh. I, would go, I would just go for President's it. President's Day. President's Day, Labor Day, you know, <laughs> Memorial Day, start of the summer. Uh-huh. That would, one of my songs would be called Official Start of the Summer and every yeah. every Memorial Day. Thanksgiving. I think that's one. Yeah. There's no such Thanks. thing as a Thanksgiving song, is there? There should I feel be. Like you don't hear that here. So yeah. Or anywhere. <laughs> um, okay, so I was... It. So the UK equivalent of Margaritaville, a song that has spawned a lifestyle, hotels, a culture, a world. Um, I wondered about Last Ketchup. I wondered about <laughs> all those kind of like Mambo Number no. 5 fun holiday songs. Yeah. And then I... And then I came to this. I'm just going to play a little snippet and see if you know what it is. Oh, 
Okay, so, you are so right. So, <laughs> go on. How the fuck do we explain Mr. Blobby? Um, <laughs> the easiest way to explain Mr. Blobby is as if it's basically a 90s TV mascot person in a costume from a kind of staple family TV show that ran for a million years, mm-hmm. spawned his own music career. And theme park. And theme park. Crinkly Bottom. Yep. <laughs> so basically, And yeah. like a lot of merch, actually. You're so right. Mr. Blobby is the UK equivalent of Margaritaville. Margaritaville. So wow. it's, it's kind of like if um, a character from Sesame Street yes. kind of became a cultural icon and spawned lots of... It became its own thing. Here's the thing. So in 1994, in the early, early mid-90s, there was a TV show called Noel Edmonds... House House party. (laughs) And every Saturday night, it was a live show. It was like a live variety show with fun and games for all the family. And it was very cheeky in a way that a British show only could. And its mascot was a guy dressed up in a suit and he was called Mr. Blobby. And Mr. Blobby pulled pranks on people. Mr. Blobby kind of became loved because he appealed to kids and adults and everything. He ended up having a Christmas number one, Uh I believe in 1994, with this song. Which... Which he does not, he only says his name in it because much like Groot in um, the Marvel universe, he doesn't, he just says blobby, blobby, blobby. So <laughs> yeah, Mr. Blobby became a big deal. As Fraser said, there was merch, there was everything. And then they were like, they got, everyone got a bit overexcited uh, yes. and they built um, a Mr. Blobby uh, theme park. Let me just find it. It's called Blobby Land. Um, Blobby Land didn't last a huge amount of time, and it's now become one of those fa- one of those things on the internet which I love, which is like, you know, YouTubers going to like abandoned Blobby Land and like breaking in and yeah. finding it all, and it's really creepy and weird and sinister. So there we are at Margaritaville, the song, the legend, the culture in America. The UK equivalent is <laughs> Mr. Blobby. You're, You're welcome, welcome, America. Blobby, Blobby, Blobby. <laughs> Welcome back. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about in every episode. We translate American pop culture for Britain and British pop culture for America. You're welcome. We are covering two topics. We've just done Margaritaville. Fraser, you're up. What is going on? Well, my topic came from, as most of them have now, um, having a conversation with an American person. And I was talking about a certain event and I mentioned centre parks. Mm. he then said to me what's center parks i tried to explain it and i felt like i was insane i felt like all the words he just kept saying what 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 and i was just like gosh this is actually a very hard concept to explain to someone so um what what i thought i would do is just as per what we seem to be becoming our style now is to read the wikipedia description of center parks to give you what the official definition you have to start somewhere Centre Parks UK is a short break holiday company that operates five holiday villages in England. Okay, so Centre Parks as a company owns what they call holiday villages. So they're all different ones around the UK. I'm going to focus just for the purposes of uh, ease. I'm going to focus on the one that was actually near me where I grew up called Elvedon. Elvedon Forest Centre Park. Yep. So Centre Park, this is, this is how I'll give you the process of how I was trying to explain to him. I said, okay, what happens is you... Uh, book yourself a cabin and there's lots of cabins in the woods. They all are in over kind of acres of land, all these different cabins hidden away. And then in the middle is a giant <laughs> swimming pool <laughs> with water slides and restaurants and 
there's a bar and lots of different kind of facilities. And it's very important to note, because this is the UK, that swimming pool is indoors. It's under a dome. It's in, it's like, <laughs> it's like a whole tropical habitat yes. under a dome. They call it like the subtropical biodome or something. Exactly. In fact, just think of the movie Biodome yes. <laughs> and imagine a swimming pool and that was a holiday resort in a forest. Yes. You're there. Exactly. And then I kind of was just trying to explain to him and then I kept getting really caught up on these really weird, insane details about it. So I'll just... I'll kind of then bring it back to my own experiences with Centre Parks. Yeah. And that kind of puts it all a bit, in a bit more context. So in my mid-20s, me and a group of my friends, there was uh, seven, eight of us, eight or nine of us, um, just as like a girl's trip and me, we booked a chalet, translation cabin, a chalet in Centre Parks. So we were in our mid-20s and they're all the different, you can stay in different kind of, there's a price range of the of the cabins that you can stay in. We stayed in the cheapest cabin. We all wedged into one cabin. So it was like, all of us sharing different rooms. It was really cramped. We had one of like the funnest weekends ever. So the whole point of Centre Parks is that you're encouraged to, you drive your car, you park your car in a big, like a big parking lot. Um, parking structure? No, no, no. Oh, parking lot. There's no structures because it's in the woods. You're oh, one with sorry. nature. You all park your cars um, and then you have to walk to your, uh, to your cabin, wherever it is on the property sometimes they can there's like golf carts there they can give you a lift to your actual kind of place and then you're um everyone has to hire a bike a bicycle and then you ride your bikes around central parks to get to the different activities which are things like archery for children um horse riding horse riding there's a horse and carriage ride um there is um, kind of a spa where you can go and have like a massage. There's the swimming pool, which is the big feature of oh. Centre Parks. Um, and basically we, when we went in our like mid twenties, we just had this kind of wild weekend where we just drank so much. Like I remember we drank so much on the Friday night inside our like weird cabin, which mm-hmm. was tiny. Did, like, you, uh, did you have a cabin with a hot tub? No, oh. we'll get to that. We were in the cheapest cabin you can be in. So it's kind of almost like a representation of society where everyone's segregated into different communities. So if you get the cheapest cabin, you're in with all the other people that can afford the cheapest cabin. If you get the expensive ones, you're in like an exclusive area, which they actually call lodges when you get to that well, level. And, and I will say, Centre Parks, even the cheapest bit, it's not cheap. No, it's expensive. Centre Parks is like incredibly yeah. middle class. It's very it's it's very aimed at family. So why kind of eight 25-year-olds decided to go there for like a drunk weekend away, I'll never know. But we had the time of our life. High point being my friend Lauren, um, she, just before the horse and carriage ride, uh, I had to go into the toilet with her and she was throwing up and I was holding her hair back just before the horse and carriage ride because she was so hungover. Oh, She, the same person, Lauren, she had had laser eye surgery, <laughs> like LASIK or whatever they call it here, the, uh, like two days before we went to Centre Parks, they told her that she couldn't wear any eye makeup. And so when we went on a night out to, yes, you're right, the Centre Parks disco, we'll get to that in a second. Oh. She couldn't put any makeup on. So she decided to go bold and she wore, <laughs> she wore a black, a black low plunging jumpsuit, a bright, a bright bold lip and just a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> that is... She was the talk of the Centre Parks disco. It was like, who's this, who's this vixen stomping into the Centre Parks disco? <laughs> who cycled out of the forest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she was cycling at night with sunglasses on. It was very funny. I just, you know, I just looked it up and you have to have at least one person who's 21 or over in your party. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, we were just, we were, we were 25, I think we were. Um, the long and short is we had this very, very fun drunken weekend there. Cut two. A different friend. She's getting married. We're doing hen weekends, translation, bachelorette weekends. Mm-hmm. We return 
to Centre Parks. Now, how many the years later is this? Exact same group. This was the exact same group. The exact same group. That's fun. Five years later. Right, so you're like 30 by this yes, point. Yes, we were like just early, like either late 20s, early 30s. I can't quite remember. Um, but this time we were like, oh, we're spending some money. And we stayed in <gasps> the exclusive lodge. <gasps> That's right. We had a hot tub. We had a sauna and a steam room. So the sauna and the steam room were outside in the garden. We had a garden, Whoa. which had like a little, um, a little like wooden, like Swedish kind of thing that you went into and you had a steam room and a sauna. Hot tub, we had these massive bedrooms. We had this huge kitchen. It, the the whole vibe was very imagine a season of Big Brother. It was like being in the Big Brother house. There was like But like in a forest with like yeah, a forest. As if that, theme. The year was forest themed. Yep. So like the where we were like the living space was very like Big Brother esque, all these kind of seating areas. We had, again, basically the weekend of our lives, but um you know, it was slightly different because we were doing a bachelorette weekend at one point. Yes, that's right. I played uh, the role of kind of a naked waiter and I wore just an apron and served my friend's drink. You in the were hot fucking, tub. I remember when this happened, you were thrilled to do that. I don't know what you're talking about. I have, you know, no confidence in myself or my body. Um, <laughs> just some, just some small highlights from that. Um, one is that my friend Siobhan, uh, this is very classic for her. She, uh, at the end of the weekend, they drained the hot tub and at the bottom of the hot tub was five separate pieces of her jewellery that had just <laughs> floated off of her body over the course of the weekend. Uh, it was also one of the hottest weekends in the UK that year and trying to use the hot tub when it was that hot was actually really painful. But we were we were like, we are going to use this because we, we have paid, paid our money's worth. You've paid a premium <laughs> to be in those lodges. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then obviously the Centre Parks disco was a real highlight because it was our big night out. Yep. They're very on you when they when you go there for um, a bachelor weekend or a bachelorette weekend. They're very on the fact that you have to be very calm and you can't be rowdy. They don't let you dress up. They don't let you do um, like any kind of themed stuff. So we were very careful not to, we didn't want to do that anyway, but we arrive at the Centre Parks disco, which is in the same complex as the bowling alley and the restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a few kind of video game arcade machines as well. So this gives you an idea of what we're dealing with. And there was, we arrived, there was whole groups bachelorette parties in sashes in tiaras all the garb and we were i mean we were kind of happy because we were a bit like do we really need to do this but still we were really we were the only ones that followed the rules and let me just tell you the bar and the club section of center parks is very strange the bar is all under full lighting mm -hmm. not a not a mood light to be found Ooh. so you're you're drinking you're kind of pre-drinking ready to dance under just a full light Ooh. you can see the carpet underneath your feet and you can almost just, no, you know, the music not loud enough to drown out anyone talking. Very strange place to get drunk. Then the disco. Let me tell you about the disco. It's just in this like dark side room. There's just a DJ and a dance floor. And that's absolutely it. But that's all you need. We arrived at the Centre Parks disco already pretty lit and tanked. And uh, we were like, oh my God, this is so wild. And then the first thing we saw was a really young child still dancing on the dance floor. And that's when we realized we'd start drinking too early. Oh no. <laughs> she hadn't gone to bed yet. And we were like, you know, all dressed like sluts and <laughs> dancing around and dropping it to the floor. What I will, what I, my distinct memories of the Centre Parks disco is that we staged a full protest where we all, the whole group of all eight of us stopped dancing in the middle of the dance floor and folded our arms during Dancing Queen by ABBA. Ugh. Because it's one of the worst songs ever made. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I think maybe I walked off the dance floor to Billie Jean. And this is pre, you know, pre-Michael Jackson scandals. I just hate that song. I also feel like you probably as a group requested a lot of songs that night. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of ideas about what we needed to hear. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so I, first of all, I am very jealous because growing up, all I wanted to do was... Go I, had a, I had a childhood where I was lucky to go on lots of wonderful trips abroad. But um, all I really wanted to do was go to Central Parks. Never got to go. 
So you've never been? I've never been to Central Parks. Um, there are a couple of things that I do want to delve into, though, with this topic. Uh, one of which is the fire. <laughs> that was at the Elfden Forest one, wasn't really? it? Really? I think it was. So let, I, well, I'm going to look, read it to me. I, I'm going to have to look it up. But basically, there was a fire at one of the Centre Parks. And it was quite a big news story. Centre Parks fire. I am Googling it. Um, a fire, it's 2002. A fire which ex- caused extensive damage to a Centre Parks holiday complex in Suffolk yes, was caused it. by contractors working on a roof. Well, that's a difficult roof to what deal with. What year was this? 2002. Okay, that sounds that does sound familiar. But I feel like, I mean, if you if you look at the pictures, I mean, it is like a husk of the dome is left. Oh, well, do you know what? That explains why when we went, the dome was so pristine looking because it was, you know, within the last kind of decade that it had been rebuilt. Rebuilt the dome. I mean... I also think the dome is very similar to another very British thing, which is uh, the Eden Project. Oh, in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Eden Project. Which that is actually Biodome. That's just Biodome. <laughs> the movie Biodome. Yeah. And I feel like uh, in the year 2000, they did a lot of, I think, was it built for the year 2000? Probably. I, there was a lot of like, you know, the millennium celebrations. There's a lot of like cutting to, um, like, we're cutting to the Eden Project where Joss Stone, barefoot, <laughs> yes. is like singing and dancing amongst like a cacti garden yeah, or something. Singing. What's that song? Yeah, are you digging on me? Something remember that song? I don't remember. Yeah, are you digging on me? You're going to remember it. It was <laughs> god awful. Um, just, just to uh, kind of close up, I've got one more thing and then we'll talk about the uh, US equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at TripAdvisor because it's always a good place to get information. Now, don't take <laughs> any, this... Any information. <laughs> don't take this as a ringing endorsement for Centre Park's Elfden because I purposefully picked a one-star review. I filtered it by one-star reviews. So just know... Mr. El- Mr. Center Parks, if you hear this, which you will, obviously, don't sue me for this. <clears throat> this one's entitled, Hot Tub Chemical Burns Suffered. <laughs> <laughs> Booked a lodge with a hot tub, sauna and steam room. Lodge was nice. It was for my 50th birthday with a group of friends. We had a really nice time until two of our party had burnt legs and arms from the chemicals in the hot tub. One member's bikini was bleached completely by the chlorine in the hot tub too. Can you believe that? I, lo- I love that. Centre Park said the chlorine levels were fine and won't allow me to escalate the complaint. <laughs> well, then people had chemical burns. Have, has anyone <laughs> replied to it? Has like a, re- a rep from Centre Park's replied? Absolute response from Teresa, Centre Park's guest service. Yes. Room. Let's see what she's got to say. <clears throat> we're sorry to hear you suffered a reaction and you believe you believe this was due to a high chlorine levels in oh, the hot Teresa. tub. Teresa, you salty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can appreciate would be the first to let you know if there was a problem it certainly wouldn't be in our best interest to cover anything up fucking hell Teresa she's coming in hot uh oh gosh well I mean this is she's saying that all the hot tubs um the pH levels are tested three times a day and recorded excuse me three times a day that's not that's bullshit I stayed there and they never tested them. they didn't find Siobhan's jewelry until we <laughs> till they drained it at the end of the trip yeah and also like how did how did like you know what's her name's uh friend's pubic hair turn white i mean did you imagine it <laughs> the final line from Teresa is we can only apologize if you disagree and believe we are trying to cover anything up oh <laughs> i love the time those trip advisors they just copy and paste like a, a stock reply but Teresa went in hard on her there <laughs> she was not playing around okay so just because uh, we're going way over time here i'm just gonna um what i did was possibly the laziest research into finding the u.s equivalent of center parks what i came up with in my head was trying to explain to this person who didn't understand was imagine it's like going to summer camp but adults are there and there's also restaurant, you know, swimming facilities and shops and restaurants. That's and very like good. like a spa. It's like an adult holiday camp. 
they don't say holiday camp here, do they? It's like adult summer camp camp where you take your children to a family. Okay, I'm gonna start again. It's like a family summer camp, and it has it has a slight element of going to a national park here. Yes. So that when you go to a national park in the US and you can camp, or sometimes they have little lodges, yes. but they're never expensive or it's, or it's not part in- of one corporation looking after the whole thing. Well, Ben, you say you've you never got the chance to go to center parks. No. How about I throw this in your direction? How about one day, now that we live here in America, we take a little trip to Vermont to a little place called Smuggler's Notch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested. Smuggler's Notch. Uh, the tagline is America's Family Resort. Okay. The best vacation value for family fun anywhere. So I think what I can see on their website is that they are primarily like a ski vacation, um, a ski resort. Okay. But they also do, they advertise themselves for all year round. So spring, summer, and fall, translation, autumn. Um, and basically it, it is pretty much the same, um, the same concept that you can go and there's like, accommodation and activities and all that kind of stuff so really that is the actual answer the u.s equivalent of center parks is smuggler's notch in vermont can you tell how much i really enjoy saying smuggler's notch in vermont (laughs) in vermont do i know where vermont is no i don't you're welcome america Okay, and we're going to round out the show with a game of welcome, not welcome. We're going to mention something US or British, and we're going to say whether it's welcome or not welcome. You go first. Okay, first of all, PIMS. Oh, PIMS, not welcome. So PIMS, just to describe it, it is like a UK liqueur. Yes. You make a sort of fruity cocktail with it, and people might say, you know, usually during Wimbledon in June, you'll have one. You'll go, oh, first PIMS the summer. It's I hate PIMS. It's, PIMS to me is exactly the same as a mojito. It's like too much... Too much stuff coming up a straw as a part of your drink. So much grit and like plants and you put mint in it and the mint comes up the straw and you get picking mint out of your tea. Not welcome. It's like too a, much too much work for a drink for It's me. like a, Br- a British sangria. Yeah, it's like a British sangria with this, the same bullshit as mojito. I'm going to say, I'm going to say welcome. So we're undecided. Right, what's next for you? Uh, <laughs> welcome or not welcome. Veggie grill. Veggie Grill is, is a, kind of a fast, casual vegetarian restaurant here I, in LA. I'm going to say not welcome. <gasps> Everything tastes like plastic. <laughs> Everything's kind of like colorful and plastic And it's like, this is vegetable, but it's also not. It's, I, I, this is healthy, but not. No. I'm going to say no. welcome because I am essentially a vegetarian and also have the taste, as you know, of like a trashy five-year-old. Yeah. So for me, it makes me feel like I'm eating vegetables, but they're all deep fried and served in a delicious plasticky way. It's very you. I love it. Okay. Uh, welcome <laughs> or not welcome, calling a dressing gown a robe. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what? I'm actually going to say welcome. Me too. So it feels, just to very, it feels very like... Regal. Very regal and like kind of sunset boulevard to be so, like i'm slipping into my robe so in the uk we would call a robe a dressing gown which makes no sense no no it doesn't you a dressing gown oh is it like a gown you wear when you're dressing for the day i think so a dressing gown the words dressing gown to me sounds like like an old man in his dressing gown like shuffling around an old dusty house whereas a robe is like some you know yeah like a sunset boulevard swatting down like an aging starlet in my robe yep oh, lovely so welcome um Welcome or not welcome, service stations. 
What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by that? So I know how in this country they have obviously have like rest stops, which is when you're like going down like a highway. But there's something very specific about a UK service station. Oh, a UK service station. Yes. Oh, not <laughs> so, welcome. They're like they have the same shops, restaurants. <laughs> there's like, always like a small Marks and Spencers, a little WH Smith. Uh, a very small Burger King, if you're lucky. And back in the day, they would have a little chef. <laughs> yes, little chef, RIP. Now it's like Subway. Yeah, they're not welcome, but it just, it came, somehow it flashed into my head earlier and I just thought it was very funny. So, the thought of a service station. So bleak. Very like your, like a trip with your family, like oh. a vacation where you had to drive somewhere in the UK. Like, oh, And when oh, you get to one, raining. it's like, I don't know where, the UK's not even that big, but when you get to, you're like, I don't know where I am. I don't know what time zone it is. No one here lives here. Where the fuck am I? I will say just very quickly, I went to one of the most beautiful service stations on the way back from uh penrith in cumbria so like right in the north of england like just below scotland did it have it was a, by fake a lake. lake yes have you been to that I one, that one. <laughs> <laughs> i was really hung over on uh on uh the day after christmas um and i was driving back for my friends and yeah i stopped and had a mcdonald's there and looked out at this lake while i was really hung over it was like a piercing sunny winter's day and i was like this is a beautiful place to have a mcdonald's yeah i wanted to like wade out into the lake and like die because i was so hung over but like in a beautiful way this will be a topic for a future episode but um there is one in scotland called house of brewer which basically has a, a shop that essentially sells uh, cashmere so I will get to that another oh, episode. Stunning. You don't get that at a rest stop in the US, do you? <laughs> I like don't, a beautiful don't. lake that you can look at while you eat your McDonald's. Uh, or, or cashmere. Okay, welcome or not welcome. When you say in America, thank you, and the other person goes, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> not welcome. Not welcome. <laughs> Very rude. So it's just, it, they're not even trying to be rude, but it's like, it's like, it's like they have to notice that you've said thank you or they're agreeing. It's almost like you've said thank you. You're like, yeah, you're right. And I'd argue that Everyone here is actually very much more polite than they are in the UK when it comes to like shops and restaurants and things. So yeah, it's a very strange, rude response. Yeah. yeah. Not welcome. Um, and what this next one's related, welcome or not welcome, tipping in the US. So how it, how the tipping works here? I'm I'm totally fine with tipping because the service is better. Yeah. I just need to know the exact rules that we're playing yes. with. Yes. So I was going to say, mine is literally a welcome slash not welcome. Fine. I'm giving a dual response to that. On the fence. Completely... I don't need to do math. Yes. Okay, yes. I don't need to do that. Yes. That's my that's my exact problem with it too. I want I want people who work in the restaurants to get the money, but like in the UK, don't make me work for it. In the UK, it should be part of their wages, so that when you tip, you just tip. It's a smaller amount. That's how it works in the. That's why people in the US are so because they get paid less in those jobs because they rely on tips. Uh, okay, right. We're almost at five minutes here. Okay, but uh, should we do one more each? Welcome or not welcome? Terry's chocolate orange. Oh my god, welcome! So I love welcome. Terry's chocolate orange. So basically, it's a very specific a, a cho- chocolate in the shape of an orange that you tap, and all the segments fall out. Although they never come out when you tap it. No, never. Because you meant to tap and unwrap. Um, <laughs> it's a chocolate fav- flavored orange. It's very confusing. Oh, Might be in your stocking at Christmas. I love Terry's yeah, chocolate orange. Totally welcome. Right, your last one. What is <laughs> It. My last one, welcome or not welcome, IV vitamin drips, as in Next Health, where Michael and Matt go. <laughs> I, I've i never done one, but I, oh no, no, I have done one, but not here. Um, uh, so I, oh, I'm so on the fence because welcome, because I'm all for doing things for your health, but it's also like the health service is so bad here because yeah. there isn't one that it's almost <laughs> like they've created this whole other world. Oh, I'm on the fence. I don't know. I'm saying not welcome. I'm saying they should name Next Health Snake Oil Salesman Central. Fair. <laughs> right, that was welcome, you're not welcome. We're done. Um, we'll see you very soon. Have a great week. Yeah, Isaiah. next week. Honestly, we record it weekly. Honest. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You're welcome. 
South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. But let me be clear. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour.